Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. I'm a, I have mixed feelings about technology, as you know. Well, part of this is my fault because GR Dad and I recorded the podcast together earlier this week and... It was awesome. It was great. There Sorry, was, especially me. I was really good. <laughs> it was GR Dad's best performance ever. Ah, exactly. And uh, there was fire, literally. It and was uh, epic. Yeah. So my podcast recording app crashed, and I had neglected to save. And it had auto-saved, and I just, by default, when I relaunched, it was like, no, don't bring up that stupid auto-save. And then our podcast was lost forever. Technology, so, man. It's not really our friend. It's, I mean, user error. Uh, I fucked that up. Sorry, everybody. So anyway, no, uh, you're my friend. The technology is not. I know this is Ingo's very loyal to his friend. So even though I am the one that screwed this up, he won't ever ever say that it's my fault. Correct. Uh, but it was. So anyway, uh, the important thing that you're going to miss was in our discussion of the cocktail of the week, which. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got ourselves, I bought us a rum advent calendar. Uh, it's a great it, idea. And not instead of chocolate, but in addition to chocolate. GR Dad bought three chocolate advent calendars and I bought a <laughs> rum advent calendar. So we get a lot of treats every day. Yeah, because life is hard enough. Every month should have an advent calendar kind of deal <laughs> where you just get like a little treat out of a special box once a month. Yeah. We could have like gingerbread month and yeah. I don't know macaroon month for those who like macaroons. Donut I month. I love macaroons. Yeah, I like donuts. I should just buy it. Could like, be like donut holes, little donut holes, T- Timbits. <laughs> Timbit calendar. Uh, they yeah. go stale, but it's a good idea. Yeah. All right, Twinkies. They never ever go stale. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They the, so the rum calendar we got this year. We've also had a whiskey calendar in the past, and they have gin and whatever. Like maybe I should just order one of each kind of spirit, and we'll just keep <laughs> it going. Like January, we're gonna do like the January gin calendar, and then we'll do like whatever bourbon February. And this is a great idea. Uh, oh, this is very good. It's very alcoholic. I like yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, you get one ounce of a different kind of rum every day and uh i think we recorded what on monday originally tuesday yeah, and one ounce is not and not it's less than it is in most mixed drinks it's not oh for sure a, a gob i mean it's not a an, an inordinate amount no and we share it so it's uh it's really like you just get a totally decent taste but uh yeah it's not like you're doing shots every day and uh, so anyway, I had opened the December 3rd, I guess it was December 3rd uh, thing and took a sip of it. And I was like, oh, man. And Jared was like, oh, is it bad? And I was like, it's not bad. It's just really strong. So it's 57 proof. So 114. Uh, no, wait, I did that backwards. Yeah. Yeah. 114 proof. Yes, that's right. 57% alcohol, 100 Fifteen hundred fourteen per hundred fourteen proof, uh, which is really strong. And as Jr. Dad rightly pointed out, anything over a hundred proof will burn. And so we poured the after we each had tried this extremely strong rum, which was not bad, but it was too strong to just drink. Uh, we poured it in a Pyrex bowl while we were podcasting and lit it on fire. And, <laughs> and it did burn. <laughs> 
So I still have the video of that, which I am going to post when I post the podcast. But unfortunately, now you just have us recreating the event, which was not nearly as dramatic as when we actually had the fire burning. It was a lot scarier doing it unplanned. (laughs) Dear Dad was freaked out, and I was like, this is amazing. Hashtag science. (laughs) Hashtag arson. And I was like, ooh, hashtag arson. Ooh. (laughs) Um, but anyway, I have made some good rum punches this week. We, uh, we got some spiced rum from Isla Mirada Distillery, which is, uh, on Isla Mirada, one of the Florida Keys. And it's pretty good. It's not like, oh, this is epic and I just want to drink it in a glass, but it's really great in mixed drinks. And so I made a nice planter's punch with that. And, uh, yeah, make yourself some rum punch. There's a ton of ways to do it. And it's basically all like orange juice and pineapple juice and various types of rum. And it's universally good and you can't really screw it up yes there's a bunch of good rums down here like sweet ones and spiced ones and coconut ones especially i think that's an underrated drink because everything should be coconut rum and this is a good thing that we've that i've been learning from down here you already liked rum before but i really was more more bourbon focused so it's a win yes indeed uh (laughs) (laughs) so yeah rum is good uh, that's cocktail. Anyway, so we, we caught some on fire. Caught some on fire. Uh, we'll post the video. Yep. Let's see. Uh, on to dog news. GR Dad. How's Queso? Queso is awesome. Yeah, she is. She's doing great. She, she loves to wander around the, the whole perimeter here, which is more fence perimeter than we have in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'm sure it's more interesting smelling. There's probably lizard smells and, you know, there's some dogs around and, who knows what else is roaming around that doesn't exist in Maryland. Um, and as I think a lot of people have, have watched, she loves to roll on her back and scratch her back on the grass. Every which is single awesome. day. Yeah. And she does it kind of sneakily. I was trying to film her today, and she just kind of sits there and looks at me as I'm waiting. And I probably waited like three or four minutes. And then somebody started barking somewhere else, and I had to you know, wander off. And when I come back, she's on her back. <laughs> and then she, then she rolls back over and kind of looks at me. <laughs> like, are, are you going to go away again? Because I want to roll again. Someone on, chi- on Twitter called it a cheese roll. It's a, che- <laughs> it's a cheese roll. Someone on Twitter also came up with a good name for her since we've been going Spanish, but you could go French and just call her Grand Fromage. La Grand Fromage. That's a good one. I mean, uh, the big we- cheese. Uh, yeah. I was also discussing with someone today, they're like, you should call her Key West Queso. And I was like, well, Key West is actually like a bastardization of the original name, which is Cayo Hueso, which I think we've talked about, Island of Bones. And Cayo Hueso Queso is pretty good. So, oh, Hueso Queso. Cayo yeah. Hueso Queso. Uh, so I may start slipping that one in. But I we we like La Grande Fromage very much. And so mm-hmm. I suspect that both of those are going to start entering the queso lexicon. Yeah, she seems real happy here. She's pretty good at using the elevator, uh, although she still sometimes just kind of wanders over to the stairs, and I've caught her going halfway down or trying to go up it. I can actually carry her up the stairs. She doesn't like it that much. Um, She's but heavy. But it's possible. Yeah, I don't think it's like the her favorite either i mean i don't mind the heaviness it's a good workout it's like a sack of cement <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but a kind of a wriggly sack of cement indeed 
Uh, so it's better to get her. It's sometimes easier to carry her than to maneuver her into the elevator if she doesn't want to go. What's the trick that you found, Jen? Uh, put a leash on her, and then she'll go anywhere you want to take her. Really weird how you you can like push her like th- those cartoons where people are trying to push a donkey, you know, like backing up into it and running into it, and it, she just doesn't move. But if you put a leash on her, and we've noticed, even if you just put a collar on her with no leash, she just goes wherever you want her to go. Yeah, that has made it easier. So uh, it's, it's kind of magic. Yeah, yeah. So let's tell the story of. Hopper and her snack, accidental snack. Her, her maritime exploring. Yeah. Uh, so I was downstairs this weekend, uh, like on the beach, and we have an outdoor shower out there with a little enclosure. And so I was taking a shower, and GR Dad had all the dogs out there. Usually I'm like showering, you know, by myself in the little outdoor shower, and there's not a bunch of creatures around, but he happened to be down there. <laughs> And so I'm in there like washing my hair and all of a sudden I hear dear dad like yelling with great urgency, no Hopper, no. And I was like, "Uh oh, like something bad has happened. And because I never do that to my girl. I mean, I don't want to break her heart. No, and I could tell from your voice that this wasn't like, don't be annoying. It was like, no danger, danger. And so I like poke my head out of the shower because I'm taking a shower, right? So I'm not going to just like walk out (laughs) naked onto the beach, even though nobody can see us out there. But I'm like, I will do it if I have to, to like help save hops. And uh, somebody always calls when you're in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what she was doing out there, GR Dad. Yeah, I'd been out there with the dogs and she was sort of halfway in the water, wading around as as she's wont to do. Um, and I was kind of looking out there, and I saw her looking at the water, but she does that sometimes just at waves or something. And then I noticed that there was a jellyfish floating around in front of her, uh, like one of those upside-down ones. And all of a sudden, she's went, Nyah! and it went right in her mouth, and she put the whole <laughs> thing in her mouth. And and that's when I kind of went, Hopper, don't do that. She'd also figured out that it was not the greatest thing and went Bleh! and spat it right back out and it kind of <laughs> floated away. And then I kind of had to keep kind of keep yelling because I think she would have just chomped the thing again, like inhaled it again, like some kind of baleen whale. <laughs> uh, but she was she was kind of going, nah, nah, nah. but I was worried that it was a bad jellyfish. Yeah, so we have these upside-down jellyfish. They're also called Cassiopeia jellyfish, and they're called that because, like, they don't have the big dangly tentacles like you see on, like, the Discovery Channel, um, but they do sort of have, like, a, a sort of round, bulbousy part and then a a fuzzier part, I guess. It looks more like... I mean, they're kind of disc-shaped. Vegetable. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're sort of disc... I mean, they do... I don't know what the, it's like a hockey puck size, kind of. Yeah. It fit um, all, a little more if, round. I just know it fit exactly in Hopper's mouth, like all the way in, <laughs> nothing sticking out. Yeah, they come in various sizes. <laughs> there's ones that are like the size of a quarter, and there's some that probably wouldn't entirely fit in Hopper's mouth, but most of them are about Hopper mouth sized. And uh, instead, like when they're moving around, which they can do, the the kind of tentacly parts, which are really short, it looks more like kind of a flower. Yeah. Um, they point up instead of pointing down, like on most jellyfish, and that's why they're called upside-down jellyfish. And when we were looking this up, because I was wondering, when Jared had told me this, you know, oh, did they sting? Did she hurt herself? Uh, they 
they go upside down like that because they have like a symbiotic relationship with these single-celled dinoflagellates, which are not plants, like they're part of their own kingdom, and they are photosynthetic. And so they basically like live in the tentacles of these jellyfish and the jellyfish get energy from them doing photosynthesis, which is friggin' amazing. And then the jellyfish have like a kind of stingy, they're not like super intense stingers, but they have a stinging protection in those uh, like little tentacle parts. So that protects the dinoflagellates. And, and they're real slimy. And then, yeah, they're real slimy. And uh, I guess it, I, we've never been stung by them, but I guess it can be sort of itchy, but it's a pretty mild sting. Uh, Hopper did not seem to have any effects from it. And so, like, that was pretty cool that it's like photosynthetic jellyfish. And so, you know, the tentacly parts that have the dinoflagellates are up, so they're closer to the sun, which is awesome. And then when we were reading, it said that there's some crabs that like crawl along and pick up the jellyfish and put them on their back and then walk around with the jellyfish on their back to like protect themselves. The crabs use the jellyfish as like a little protective cloak. (laughs) So funny. I just imagine them putting the jellyfish on like a toupee or something. Here. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Check me out. Lick lick me now. Lick me now. uh, Whatever eats crabs. (laughs) Bard. (laughs) Yeah. So Hobbs had uh, no... Lasting effect. She didn't seem bothered at all. No, she's really she good at spit spitting out, so things good. out without that we that you know she doesn't want to eat. <laughs> she was very quick on this one. Blit. <laughs> yeah. So poor hops. Well, I don't know. She's. I mean, th- that was entirely self-inflicted. That she did not get attacked. The jellyfish did not fling itself at her. She just went whoop, and kind of sucked it in. It was very dramatic. <laughs> Hops. Hopper tea. No. So, uh, so yeah, that's the Hopper's big adventure. I think everybody else is doing fine. We don't really have any surprising updates on anyone, I don't think. No, Swizzle's fitting in nicely. She's, she's still yep. a little bit more nervous about noises, and when she sees like a paddleboarder a quarter of a mile away, she'll, she'll bark, and then Vink will go and bark even more and then Jasmine will join in and then Swizzle will think, oh, this is awesome, let's keep barking and it's kind of a uh, circular domino effect or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, everyone's doing about the same so that's yep. good. Um, yeah, any other news to share before we move on to the next thing? Nope. Dog related Nope, stuff? everyone seems to be enjoying themselves and having a good time Uh in Florida. Yeah. So I'll add a thing that was not in our original podcast just because we recorded it earlier, um, which is just a big thank you to everybody because I, uh, on Monday night, uh, basically got accepted to join uh, a team to run the Boston Marathon. And so if you really want to hear all about this, We'll have an episode next week on the running podcast runs with dogs where I'll talk about it in depth, but just like super quick, uh, Boston is a marathon you have to qualify for. You have to be able to run fast to get into the Boston marathon and I am not fast and there's no way I could qualify for the Boston marathon. I would have to run 
a marathon like an hour and 10 minutes faster than I have ever run one before. So that's not going to happen. Um, but you can join teams and raise money for charity. And there's a very limited number of spots that people can get in for. Um, so there's probably like 20 different teams. My team had 15 spots on it. So it's a, a really small thing. Uh, but I got accepted onto this team and we were raising money for community rowing, um, which is like for rowing like GR Dad does. And uh, they're based in Boston. And this is raising money for their Paralymp or para-athletes, mm-hmm. um, including sending them to the Olympics. They're, offic- they're the official para-Olympic training center for Team USA. Um, but they also have a bunch of just community stuff, which is pretty cool. So Monday night, they're like, great, you're on the team. Um, tomorrow's Giving Tuesday, which would be a great day to try to raise money. And I was like, I am in. <laughs> and uh, so I had set a pretty ambitious goal of raising $11,000. And I thought, you know, uh, if I were offer some stickers or maybe some potographs, like I know some of you will donate because you're awesome. And, you know, maybe that'll take care of half of it. And then, you know, I'll pull together the rest and cover it myself. And, uh, we passed the goal in like less than 24 hours, which was just amazing. Um, and I haven't tweeted yet because I'm still waiting to see, but I think it made me like the, number three fundraiser for the day out of everybody who's raising money for the Boston Marathon, which means uh, John Hancock is going to give a big bonus. And it's just awesome. And so I'm super grateful to all of you guys for like being so supportive of us because like this isn't even a dog related thing. It's not like we're raising money because like one of the dogs is sick and you guys are helping them. Like this is just like me kind of doing this thing totally for myself. Like I want to run this race and, uh, it's a super cool charity and I do really love what they do. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's not what our account is about. And so you guys donating is really just like being supportive of me and of us. And it was awesome. And so thank you. Uh, and we'll talk more about it, you know, once there's more stuff to report, but since we met the goal, it means I'm also not going to have to harass all of you uh, or ask for money over and over. Uh, but that said, if you want a sticker sheet or a Vinkman potograph or a life-size cardboard cutout of ink, um, <laughs> that's all. I'm not going to keep tweeting about it because I don't want people to get you know feel like I'm bugging him for money. We have enough. Um, but if you want it, that page is going to be up until April. So you can donate anytime and I'll send along stickers and potographs and whatever. Yeah, and we'll have to decide if the cutout uh, of Vink is... Flattering or not flattering for Vink? Well, GR Dad, you <laughs> are one person who donated $150, which earned you a cardboard cutout of Vink. And so you can pick She's my baby. if you want fat Vink <laughs> or skinny Vink. <laughs> Super chonk Vink or, uh, or so glamour funny. shot Vink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we do have, I already had ordered one life-size cardboard cutout of Vink, uh, which is on the way. So I would have like a prototype. So keep an eye on the snaps because it will be showing up at our house pretty soon. And if we get like a, a, Uh, like a big order of those, we should set them all up and have like a hundred dogs. Oh my God. It would be like, Uh, this is what it would be like to have a (laughs) hundred vanks. I've been going through uh, trying to respond to everyone, um, which is just going to take a lot of time because I think 350 people donated. Um, But I think we're going to have like 20, Cardboard cutouts, but I'm shipping them directly to the people, oh. so uh, they won't be coming <laughs> an to the army house. of banks. You're missing an opportunity. <laughs> I mean, I could just drop some cash and get us an army of banks, I guess. Uh, 
<laughs> but it would scare away intruders. Let's start one at a time. All right, all right. One at all a right, time. All right. Uh, so anyway, let's just uh, take a podcast moment to say thank you to everyone who donated. Um, and yeah, when Ellie's sticker design is finalized, I'll tweet about it. But I promise not to tweet any more requests for money for this. But if you want the stuff, you can still get it until the race in April. Um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, are we ready for our Taste of the Keys story? Sure. Always. All right. This is a good one. So <laughs> This is a good one. And it actually ties in nicely to my running story, which is this guy, this 22-year-old guy, um, called the police. Well, the police were called to Lower Keys Medical Center on Stock Island, which is like the hospital for all of us down in the kind of bottom part of the Keys. And uh, he told police, he had been shot in the shoulder. And when police got there, he told them that he had been running next to the CVS on Stock Island, which is like, you know, two blocks away from the medical center, uh, and that someone had tried to rob him. And in the process of trying to rob him, they had shot him. And then somehow his wife drove him to the hospital where the police met him. And so it was like, did you call your wife after you got shot? Because it seems like if you got shot, you maybe would call 911 first because you've been shot. <laughs> and then I guess later on, they were like, so what happened again? And then they told him, he told them that he was like by the double tree in Key West and someone tried to rob him. This is five miles away from where the CVS where he said he got shot. And then I think running. they asked the wife too. Yeah. And she wasn't sure at, at best. <laughs> She's like, yeah, what did he tell you happened? <laughs> I don't exactly remember if it was Key West or the CVS, yeah, which is so like six course, miles away from Key West. I mean, this is a major right. discrepancy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the wife is like not really sure what happened. Is trying to figure out what they know. The guy is changing his story. And so uh, eventually, you know, the cops obviously know that something else is going on. And eventually the truth comes out, which is they were both in the car. The wife was driving. The husband was in the passenger seat. And the husband was screwing around with his gun. And he had it. He was twirling it around on his finger. Like had his finger uh. in the trigger guard, twirling it around like in the movies, and the gun went off, and he shot himself in the shoulder. Uh. And so, hey, since he was in the car, his wife just drove him to the hospital. Just, but there was no robbery, there was no running. Uh. He was in the car, twirling the gun around, and shot himself. God, it just hurts physically. It must have hurt a lot, but then mentally, it must have hurt even more because you can't. He tried, but you can't really blame anyone else for that. No. <laughs> and he's in the Navy, so he's had at least basic weapons training to know that, uh, one, you don't do shit like that, and two, if it's really important to you to do like a cartoon gun twirl like that, uh, your gun is not loaded, you've cleared the chamber, and the safety's on, and you still shouldn't do it because you should assume all guns are haunted and have secret bullets in them that are going to shoot anyone that they're pointing at. Never touch the trigger uh, unless you're ready to kill something. Yes. You sh- yes. The guns are dangerous. You can't fuck around with them. You don't go near that trigger unless you're planning to kill somebody. And even if you're not near the trigger and you've got it unloaded and you've got the safety on, you still need to assume that the gun is haunted and it's going to shoot somebody because that's how careful you have to be 
with a gun. Man. This guy knew that. He was in the Navy. Man, are there a lot of like actual just accidents with guns. But then there's a lot of this sort of horseplay with not taking guns seriously, which is not exactly the same as an accident, actually. No. If you want to screw around with something, like fuck around with a knife. (laughs) Get yourself a knife. Learn to flick that thing around. You're going to cut yourself and it's fine. You're not going to shoot anybody. You're going to cut yourself. Yep. You can deal with that. You know, get a couple stitches, you'll be fine. You're not going to shoot anybody. So save it for the knives. Leave the guns alone. This is so, like, Idiots. so juvenile boy. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, he uh, he went to jail. His wife maybe also went to jail. <laughs> for fi- filing a false re- police report, I think, at least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they both went to jail uh, at the Stock Island Detention Center, which conveniently is next door to the hospital. Um, and it's interesting. The wife had to post a $5,000 bond, but the husband didn't have to post bond. Hmm. So that's weird. Oh, maybe because he's in the Navy. Maybe they're like... Who knows? They, more harder for him to get away. I don't know. That's weird. Maybe the Navy's just like, give him to us, man. We'll take care <laughs> of it. He just moves to the brig or whatever they have. Yeah. Yeah. So uh anyway, that's the key story of the week. What a mess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just the lie doesn't help there. If you're stupid, just fess up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Taste of the Keys. Uh Jared, do you have a German word of the week for us? We were doing some like marine life work words, right? We did uh, jellyfish is qualle. Um, yeah. which just, just kind of doesn't really mean anything but jellyfish. Um, and then octopus isn't eight foot, it's ink fish, tintin fish. They, tintin they fish. focus on the ink and not the number of legs. And then I, the squid is actually just the same. I mean, Germans don't, don't differentiate that much. They just say tintin fish or zehn beiniger tintin fish with like a, Octopus with ten-legged ten, ink fish. Yes, ten-legged ink fish is a squid. But you know, maybe because Germans don't have that much ocean or exposure to octopi, they don't have that many words for it. Oh, that's interesting. It's possible. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I think I just randomly pulled out uh, a word that I think is kind of cool. I'd been thinking about during the week is the, the word for. Suicide Squad is Himmelfahrtskommando, <laughs> which is a you know a, a group that Himmelfahrt is like they're they're traveling to heaven. They're going to heaven. It literally is heaven. Himmel is heaven. Yeah, Himmelfahrt, and then Fahrt is drive. Yeah, it's Himmelfahrt is like ascension into heaven. So you're heaven bound squad, <laughs> Himmelfahrtskommando. Man, yeah. Good sounds more glamorous than Suicide Squad. I think. I don't know. It's kind of optimistic. You're gonna go to heaven. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. That's dark, man. Well yeah. The whole topic was dark. I just thought the word was cool. Yeah. <laughs> the word is wasn't cool. <laughs> focusing on anything specific. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, those are good German words. Kvala is the one I'm going to stick with, which is very different than koala, though sounds very similar. Yeah, it's got a Q. Q-U-A. Kvala. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Koala. Not- We're on the same page. 
Yeah, koala is koala. I mean, that's not a very good German word. Koala and koala. Koala bear. Mm-hmm. Oh. Could you have a koala bear, a jellyfish bear? Koala bear? No. <laughs> Oh, not in, okay. <laughs> maybe in science fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Valenbeer. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, until next week, everyone, don't put anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, even then, just maybe start with a nibble. Bye. Bye. <laughs>